0: Thanks for listening to Hanging With
1: The Saturday Podcast Good Mama and Tata This is the best any
2: over This is the best any over This is the over This is
1: the
2: Gracias
1: Ariela
0: Hola familia, have you ever felt like you had to pretend or water yourself down to fit in or feel accepted?
1: If we're completely honest with ourselves, and especially if you're a minority in the U.S., the answer is going to be yes. We've all done this in the past. Let's be honest. Even though being your full authentic self is actually God's greatest gift Mm. and your biggest competitive advantage in life, because there's no one else like you. You are one of one. We hope this episode inspires you with our special guest, Jessica Yanez from the Wine and Me podcast, coming up next. Before we continue, we'd like to thank God for giving us another opportunity to hang out with you. My name is Edgar Sotelo, known as your boy, and this is my wonderful wife, Janet. Hola, hola. Y bienvenida a nuestra amiga, Jessica Yanez. What up, Yay, Jessica? A good friend.
0: Woo-hoo. Finally, it what is has happening. Happened to me. <laughs> it right in front of
2: oh, my face, and, and I just cannot hide it. Yes, girl. We, <laughs> Finally. We've, been,
1: we've been talking about this hangout for quite some time. Forever. So something very amazing happened recently i would say a couple of weeks back jessica that i saw you post something on instagram that when i heard your message as a girl dad as a latino mm. it like struck a chord in my heart and i was like we need to share this with our listeners and the world
0: mm-hmm.
1: and you spoke about how so many times you had to pretend maybe not be yourself or you are afraid to be yourself to be able to try to feel like you fit in or to win people over and i relate to that being a, a minority in this country sometimes we have to pretend or water ourselves down because people won't accept us otherwise because it's too different for them so no rechazan they repel us and even further right we're doing this in march it's national women's month and i want to thank you for being so brave in speaking about this because so many women feel like they have to water themselves down in the workplace in life because they're not supposed to be a certain way because they're women not men and it was just so inspiring so i just want to thank you and um if it's okay with you i want to share that message that you posted on your instagram with our listeners
2: no absolutely that's totally fine.
1: This is Jessica. You can follow her at the wine and Cheese Man.
2: Hola, mi gente. So I wanted to share this because I shared it on LinkedIn and it seemed to really hit in a particular way. So I wanted to share it with you as well. Um, I recently got a new job in politics, no less. But when I went to the interview for the job, I had my full Latinidad out. My curls popping, my hoops on, I had my tattoo showing. And guess what? It didn't matter. It didn't matter to my now employer, again, in politics, that I have big curly hair. It didn't matter that I wear big gold hoops into the office. It didn't matter that I have tattoos. What mattered to my employer is that I could do the job. I brought ideas to the table. I was qualified And that I meshed well with the team. Because I spent so much time in my 20s and 30s feeling like I wasn't good enough. Because every time that I would voice my opinion, I was labeled as abrasive. I was labeled as too much. I was labeled as like a loudmouth Latina and and difficult. But you know what? The people that stood up for me the most were black women. They were the ones who were like, I've experienced this. I want to share my knowledge with you. I want to take you under my wing. I want to mentor you. It wasn't even other Latinas. Not until probably five to 10 years ago did I have Latinas who really wanted to advocate for me because prior to that, I had always been black women. And I appreciate that so unbelievably much. But I say all of this to say that I will never hide who I am again. I will never hide because this big personality that I have. Because why would I want to work somewhere who doesn't appreciate me for what I bring to the table, but only for what I can bring physically in regards to the way that I look? It took me a long time to realize this. I'm of the Gen X generation, and a lot of these things we weren't really taught, and it was kind of ingrained that we would have to hide ourselves to not really be seen but I want you to see me Woo! and you should want to be seen too. Oh
0: my yes. Oh my that is gosh. loaded.
2: <laughs> the- Guy listening to that. I'm like, Ooh,
0: good for you,
1: girl. What do you feel listening to yourself? Say that because it sounds like an aha moment. It sounds like a breakthrough moment in your forties to have this breakthrough moment where you finally realized as a Latina, as a woman, of God, you're allowed to be yourself. What does that feel like?
2: Oh God, there's so many like emotions listening to that. It actually started like, like I said, on a LinkedIn post and I was just feeling this way. And I just wrote what I was feeling. I was writing all of the things that I said, but I probably was even more eloquent um, writing it than even saying it. And all of a sudden I, I just posted it and left it. And then 5,000 people saw it, 10,000 people saw it. I think it's like six or 700,000 views on LinkedIn. LinkedIn commented on it. I had a lot of like high profile people comment on it. And I was like, wow, what I just said, what I just posted on LinkedIn, I'm not the only one feeling that. Mm. And then that's when I decided to make the video because I was like, I'm obviously not the only one who feels this way. It really hits people in a particular way. So I feel when I listen to it, feel really proud of myself um I feel like powerful but I'm not and I also feel like sad that it took me all this time to realize that at the same time
0: do you know what caught my attention was when you said I don't have to hide myself or pretend something else how were you pretending or hiding yourself I want to understand you and I want whoever's listening that can learn from this like don't hide yourself what were you doing differently back in the years
2: I think it started from a very, very young age, right, of having big curly hair Uh and not really anybody else having that Mm. and wanting to fit in by constantly asking my mom if we could find things to straighten my hair Mm. so I could be like everybody else. Mm. And, you know, when you're a kid, you don't think of it in that way and you just don't want to stand out and you don't want people to make fun of you. And I would get made fun of. And then My mom had actually convinced me to cut my hair when I was in eighth grade and I chopped it. So then I spent the next two years being called fro by the football players or by anybody who didn't like me. And those are very formative years, right? That they Mm -hmm. build what you think people, how people view you, um, how you view yourself. Yeah. And I think subconsciously, even though I do have a very big personality, even (laughs) though I, you know, have always had a lot of friends and was a cheerleader and i played softball and i was always involved in these things but there was still always a part of me that just wanted to fit in and i always felt like there was something about me that
1: didn't fit in when you say fit in fit in with who or what group
2: i think that's actually a really good question because i think it was just well when okay when i went to one a high school where i was a cheerleader i was the only latina cheerleader
1: and this, and this is in san diego california
2: yeah And I wanted to fit in with the other cheerleaders, but everything that I was did not fit in with the other girls on the squad. Everybody else was white. I'm Latina. Everybody else had straight hair. I have curly hair. Everybody else hung out together. I hung out with all like what there was one experience in this. uh, Somebody, one of the cheerleaders said something about my people. And I'm like, excuse me, what do you mean? My people, what are you talking about? Well, I was the only cheerleader that hung out with other Latinos. I'm Latina and like they're my friends, whatever. But when you take that and I'm 14, 15 years old and you're separating me and my friends based on that, you know, people don't view you as fitting in. Like I always, like it was it was always something where I was always being told I didn't fit in with whatever group I was with. So I think anytime anything happens like that, you start questioning who you are and if right. that's good enough right and i think in some way you don't know, think about it when you're like i said when you're young but when you reflect back on that you start thinking of that
1: right so jessica and in, in hearing and understanding more of your journey right where you always felt like you needed to pretend or to water yourself down and i think we've all been there right especially I, i'm i can relate to this when I crossed over to do English radio and so many uh, consultants or different people in leadership at the radio stations I've worked for would directly or indirectly say, Hey, um, you're being too Latino or Hey, you really can't talk about God on the radio because some people may feel offended. (laughs) And when you're too Latino, some people may not understand you, even though all the cities I worked with, have huge latino populations right Mm -hmm. san francisco dallas um new york city los angeles etc right um it's so crazy when i hear that and and therefore you know we had the breakthrough and we started our own company and launched the shaboy show independently owned and thank god things are going very well in that area and i'm so
2: happy for you by the way i am so excited
1: And I'm so grateful that we have such a a great team. And and even my co-host, she has the same journey where she wasn't accepted or she wasn't seen or she wasn't uh, given the opportunities she deserved because Mm -hmm. she was to this or not enough of that. And she's so talented. And now that we have her on our show, so many people are like oh my gosh, we didn't realize, Becca, how talented you were. And it's like, yeah, because you put people in a box and -hmm. you think that people should be a certain type of way on the radio or in life, and therefore they don't fit into what you think should be. But more than ever, people want authenticity, want realness. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Coming up next and to wrap this up towards the last part of our episode is what was that aha moment for you in this last job interview that you had that finally it broke through to you I'm just gonna be myself I'm not gonna hide my curly hair (laughs) I'm not gonna hide my big hoops I'm not gonna hide my tattoos I'm just going for it let me know coming up next So what was that breakthrough moment that you went to this new job interview and you said, you know what, F it, I'm going to be 100% who God created me to be.
2: The job that brought me down to San Diego, I never really interviewed with anybody. So when I got into that office, it was me and two Latinos and we could fully be ourselves, which was rad. And when I was in there and, and then obviously after being there a little over about a year, is when everything happened, like the pandemic happened, we start working from home and I started really getting involved in like, we all grow Latina mm. and going to, you know, doing a lot of these virtual things. And it was a lot of work. I think during that time that I was just seeing so many people, just we were talking about these things and we we're talking about being your authentic self. And we were talking about, there was a lot of tears. I'm not even gonna lie, a lot of tears shed, a lot of things happening and during that time, two weeks before the pandemic acts is when I actually launched the podcast. Mm-hmm. And I think that also helped me um, because it started out as just kind of this fun thing. But then I started really talking to a lot of people and we talk about, yes, we have fun, but we talk about a lot of really just kind of deep issues. And I've learned from each person that has been on the podcast yeah. of how they have been able to find themselves. And I think like I'm able to absorb, like each time I'm able to kind of absorb some of this wisdom that all of these people share. And it was, it was hard. I'm not even going to say it was easy. It was just a lot of hard work and reflection and looking at myself. And when I finally got let go in September of 2021 and started Mm -hmm. looking for a job, it was really hard. Mm -hmm. It was really hard. I, I thought, it was going to be a piece of cake. Everybody says it's so easy to find a job right now. Yeah. Um. It was not. And I had enough money to get me through for a few months. But then, you know, one month turns into two, two months turns into three, and wow. my money was running out. And I had applied for rental assistance. Now that is a humbling place to be
1: mm.
2: when you're applying for rental assistance, because you're afraid you cannot pay your rent. And I kept getting in the runaround and the runaround and literally, and I can tell you the actual date, it was December first, because I had reached out to a friend who worked for the city and I was like, Look, I don't know who to reach out to. Can you give me somebody to reach out to? Because I've been applying. I've got I mean, I was ugly crying, guys.
1: the <laughs> <laughs> <Like, laughs> like, oh. lip and everything. Like,
2: <laughs> yes. Oh, mocos, everything. Oh,
0: <laughs> like, yeah. No, I believe it.
2: She's the one who referred me to this job. She said, Hey, there, you know, this council member is hiring for right. what you do. Um,
1: what is it that you do exactly, Jessica, for our listeners to know?
2: So, I work in public relations. So, I do a lot of digital. So, what I do for him is digital communications and community outreach. So, right. all the social media, awesome. all of the newsletter, love it, you know, working with community partners and stuff like that. So, I sent her my resume. She forwarded it over. And then that night was my first date. With my now boyfriend.
1: Oh my god! Wait, what? All happened that same time. Literally
2: the oh. same day. He had told me about the job. I applied for the job, and they got an email saying we received your resume. We'll call you know we'll call you so we can set up a time to talk. And I the night before had been talking to my now significant other like for, for four hours, and then the oh. next day he was like, "Let's go out to dinner tonight." Wait, and you didn't like,
0: meet him at the workplace, right? No, oh, no, okay. I met him on
2: Bumble. Okay, on a dating app. Yes. And and I'm like that person who's terrible at dating apps where I'm like trash, 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 <laughs> trash, trash. trash. <laughs> yeah. So he And I was like, you know what, I've been having a really terrible day. Might as well go out and get and he asked me <laughs> out for dinner. So I was like, might as well go have dinner.
1: You're like, honestly, I could use a free dinner right I'm now. Broke? Yes, that's exactly. <laughs> Let's do. go. Oh, yeah, this, yeah. this is not even me trying to date. It's just me trying to survive. All these yeah, no
2: freaking joke. I was like, you know what? Maybe uh, this man will make me laugh and I won't want to cry. Tonight. Amen to that. And that date turned into three hours. Wow. Wow.
1: By the way that's awesome when you can just talk to yeah, somebody for that long and is. you said that you talked the day before for like four hours on the phone well through
2: the yeah through, no no not on the phone through the app and then they oh. have like a a voice system thing so really? you can so i had to hear his voice let's be real i had to hear his voice beforehand because <laughs> i've gone out with guys where i didn't hear their voice and they come they're like hi how are you doing And i'm like oh
0: turned
1: off <laughs> you're like sorry i can't live the rest of my life with mickey mouse
2: yeah Hi, exactly we'll <laughs> the go so send hot. him to disneyland with your brother <laughs> uh,
1: yeah with my brother george you're like actually i have a job for you um so that's great you hit it off there oh, you so get happy. um this new gig and you go in for this interview what made so, you finally believe that your unique self is your greatest competitive advantage in life?
2: First of all, I was looking at the staff and I'm like, more uh, than Latinos on staff, you are Latino or the other Latinos on staff. Uh-uh, <laughs> got to bring it, <laughs> right? Right. I think it was just exhaustion. I was tired of just not being me because that takes energy. Yeah. Energy that I could put to something so much more valuable than hiding who I am. And a lot of t- there's been a lot of times where I've pulled my hair back. And then when you see stuff on TV, they're always telling you, even dating shows, guys don't like g- girls with curly hair. You should straighten it. They think it's too wild. Oh, anytime business, like they're always telling you these things that you shouldn't do. And it's really hiding who you are. Right. And I was so tired of that. And then I was just remembering all of the work that I had gone through and the women that have paved the path for me black and brown women. And I think it's very, very important to acknowledge that because like I said, in that thing, like the, the women that have been my mentors have mostly been black women because they're the ones who have experienced way more. And they've been the ones who are like, let me show you, let me take you under my wing. Mm-hmm. Let me show you. Mm-hmm. And you, ha- we have to acknowledge that. I just also was like, I don't want to disappoint myself. I don't want to disappoint these women who have laid the path for me and i just don't want to be tired anymore mm. so let me just go in as me and i've never worked in politics i'm not going to lie i would be lying to say there wasn't a little bit of fear behind doing that and i have a tattoo like right on my forearm
1: what does it say what does it mean
2: it there's two waves cresting and it says mi paz mi alma because that's where i get my my peace, that's where I feel like my soul is, is, is by on in the water. I think, like I said, I just was tired and I was, there was a little bit of fear, but I was like, you know what, Yeah, I know I'm qualified for this job with, with the exception of the political side, I can right. learn that side. But I was like, I know I can do this. Love that. I went in and, you know, the council member I work for is Latino and we kind of bonded on a couple of things. And I was there for two hours. Wow. And I, so when I walked out, I was like, if I don't get this job. <laughs>
1: right. right, right."
2: And the next day he called me and he's like, we would love for you to join us at District Seven. I was like, oh, really? And he yes. was like, absolutely. I have never regretted it. And when and he saw that post and he even thanked me, he's like, thank you for saying such, you know, indirectly wow. saying such nice things about us. You know, we think that you're amazing. And I'm somebody who needs words of affirmation. Right. And to hear that was just really awesome.
0: That's awesome. We are so proud of you. Miss you. And it's amazing to see God shine through you in the way that he is building you into that woman. And no matter if you're 20, 30 or 40, like God is with you no matter what age you are. Now I have a question. What advice would you give that young person that's listening to us right now? Latina, maybe. If they're trying to be somebody else that they're not, what would you tell them? You know, like I said, I spent my 20s and
2: 30s striving for something that I thought I should be and not who Mm. I
1: am. Mm -hmm.
2: I felt like I was always jumping around, jumping around from relationship, jumping around from job. Mm. And I never felt at peace. Mm. And for the first time, and when I finally, and I think the other thing is, I think I was trying so hard to not be a downer, right? Like, oh, it's going to come. Everything's going to be fine. That I wasn't also letting myself process the feelings that came with all of those. And I feel like I've spent a lot of my life doing that. And I am an an optimist, but it's okay to feel bad. It's okay Mm -hmm. to process because in order to do the work to get to the person that we are, we there are ups and there are downs and sometimes those downs are really hard. So I would just say like, it's okay to do that because once you finally surrender into who you are, that's when things happen.
1: Amen. Ooh, that's so
2: and good. I think that for yes. me, it took over 40 years to really surrender to who I am. Yeah. And I hope that it doesn't, it's net. first of all, it's never too late.
0: Mm. But it's also never too early to surrender into who you are. Yeah, That's awesome, Amiga. Thank you so much yes. for sharing your time with us and your wisdom. We love you. I love you guys too.
1: You know, it's so interesting that you said surrender because it, it is a fight. And it, it takes a lot of extra energy to not be yourself. For those of you listening, maybe the reason why a lot of your relationships haven't worked or a lot of your workplace or jobs haven't worked out is because it wasn't meant for you, because when you went into that relationship or when you went into that job interview, you were pretending to be someone else that's not really you. Oof. And eventually, eventually, because it wasn't meant for you, the real you, God ended things. Wow. So, Jessica, thank you for surrendering yourself to yourself, right? It's like, how do we <laughs> expect, how do we expect for people to accept and love us? If we haven't even surrendered? surrendered and accepted ourselves.
2: Yeah. And we think we have, right? Oh, I love myself. But have you, have you really, like you said, that's the, really the key word? but have you really surrendered who you are to yourself?
1: Right. Exactly. And to realize that that's your biggest and greatest competitive advantage in the dating world, in the job world, because there's nobody
2: else like you, you are the only person person like you nobody else can be you
1: amen to that that's it one of one jessica you are one of one janet you are one of one our daughters are one of one and thank you jessica thank you chuku for being trailblazers and breaking through those glass ceilings and creating these new paths for our daughters who are you know five and three now for it to be a little bit easier for them in the sense of like, it's okay to be yourself. And not only is it okay, but it's the best way. Um, so thank you so much for sharing your journey and a little bit of your story, Familia. If you want to know more about Jessica, make sure you tune into her podcast, the Wine and Cheese Man podcast, and follow her at the Wine and Cheese Man. If it's okay, real quick, And not trying to get into politics, but I believe the council member that hired you deserves a shout out for actually loving and embracing who you are and what you bring to the table as a professional. Who is this person? Sure,
2: absolutely. His name, uh, I work for District 7 for the San Diego City Council, Council Member Raul Campillo. So it's CM Raul Campillo on all social media, and I'm the one who runs all of that.
0: So, (laughs) Latinos.
1: Well, thank you, sis.
0: Thank you guys. Love you, amiga. See you soon. Awesome.
1: That was, awesome. That was great. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Thanks for listening to Hanging with
1: the Sub-Dada's Podcast. Good and Dada. <laughs>
2: I love it. When you're a Delta Sky Miles Reserve American Express card member, your favorite meal in another city is just an online booking away. Así que conocerás dónde se consigue el mejor pan dulce to have with your morning cafecito en L.A. Where's the best pupusería in the Bay? ¿Y dónde encontrar la salsa verde más rica en San Antonio? Because you're the travel foodie. The Delta SkyMiles Reserve American Express Card. If you travel, you know. Learn more at go.amex.com. You know, reserve.
0: Best Western made booking our family beach vacation a breeze, and it felt a little like... (laughs) Time to go. Okay, kids. Back in the room. (laughs) Good night. Life's a trip. Make the most of it at Best Western.